Welcome to Explain It. For the fifth Sunday of Easter, and the gospel lesson is taken from the gospel of John, John chapter 16. In John chapter 16, Jesus speaks of three things. He tells his disciples that uh, if the world hated him, the same world will also hate them, that they will be persecuted uh, for the sake of the gospel. But he also promises to them in this persecution, in this hatred, that there's going to be a gift that he will give, and it is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit is going to do specific things. He will convict the world of sin. He will teach. He will open eyes. He will comfort those who are in despair. And so he also teaches them how, how to pray. In John chapter 16, beginning at verse 1, Jesus says, All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, a time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this, so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. Now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief." And then Jesus later in John chapter 16 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But then he says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So Jesus is saying, if they hated me, if they're going to uh, crucify me, they're also going to hate you. But the good news we know from Easter is that the Lord Jesus wins. On the third day, he rises from the grave, and he just doesn't defeat the earthly enemies. He defeats the spiritual ones, sin and death and the power of the devil. And when he wins, then he gives to us also gifts. This gift is called the Spirit, or uh, the Spirit of the Lord, or the Spirit of Christ. In verses 7 and 8 of John chapter 16, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, or you could say, verily, verily, or truly, truly, uh, it it is for your good that I'm going away, and unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. Uh, Send him to you. When he comes, he will. Uh, He will do this work. Now, this little phrase, I am going away, Maybe we just need to spend a little time and uh, think through that. What does Jesus mean by, I am going away? Does it mean that he's going to to, um, abandon his disciples, that he's going to forsake them? Well, I think if we look at it this way, that I am going away is the same as saying, you will see me no longer. So let's maybe think of it uh, in the sense of uh, a visible sight. I'm going away and you will see me no longer. So compare that to abandoning. Uh, Jesus does not abandon his disciples, nor does he abandon us. Well, we know this from Matthew chapter 28. At the end of that gospel, Jesus says, uh, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He says, baptize them, teach them all that I've commanded you. And then he gives this promise, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus does not abandon uh, his disciples. He does not abandon us. Uh, uh, He is forever um, proclaiming his words and giving us his gifts. And through the Spirit, uh, we have all of these promises and we receive them 
through through faith. So uh, we are not abandoned. Jesus is with us. But we, we, like the disciples, do not see him uh, visibly with our eyes. So it's really uh, not about uh, presence or absence, but rather you could say it's about sight and vis- visibility. You will see me no more. A little phrase I like to to help remind me of this is is instead of maybe saying that one day the Lord Jesus will return, so that 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 speaks of like he's physically uh, abandoned or left or gone away, uh, separation. Maybe to think of it this way, that one day Jesus will reappear. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Uh, you will see me no longer, but one day, one day I will reappear, but I'm with you. Wherever two or three are gathered, there I am, there I am with you. Now, it continues, verses 9 through 11. When he, speaking of the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, when he comes, he will do these things. The text says he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment, and in regard to sin because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness because I am going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. So Jesus says this spirit of mine, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of Christ will do three things. He will, he will teach, he will convict, uh, and he will comfort. Now the evil one, he, uh, he likes to do the opposite. He likes to lead us, as Luther would say in his meaning to the Lord's Prayer, he will lead us into misbelief or unbelief, uh, which will lead then to despair, which uh, Luther then describes when, when you're uh, out of hope and in so much pain, you try and comfort yourself with pleasure, sinful, corrupted pleasure. So misbelief or unbelief leads to despair, and then despair leads to what Luther calls other great shame, and vice. This is also speaking of the state of the heart. You could say, uh, uh, you know, our hearts are in these kind of different places at different times. Sometimes we're we're slow of heart, like the Emmaus Road disciples in Luke chapter twenty-four. Oh, slow of heart and foolish to believe. Jesus says, "Did not the prophets and the law speak of this, the suffering and the death of Jesus?" And so you could characterize those of us who are slow of heart as. We don't know or, or we don't understand. Or the heart of heart. Those who really don't care. They're going to do whatever they want. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what God's word says, what the will of God is. Uh, and so the heart then is, uh, is hardened or rebellious to, to the will and to the way of God. And then there are those of us who are faint of heart. Uh, we don't have, don't have any, any hope. So um, the slow of heart, the hard of heart, the faint of heart. And the Spirit is given uh, to help each one of those states of the heart. Now, in the Lord's Prayer, it's really uh, a battle. It's a battle hymn, a battle cry against this world and the devil and our flesh. But it also promises to give to us gifts. One of those gifts is the gift of the Holy Spirit. So in Luke chapter 11, the disciples... uh, see Jesus praying, and uh, when he finishes, one of his disciples says to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And so Jesus says to them, when you pray, pray this way. And then we know it as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Or you could say, deliver us from the evil one. Now, right after that, there is this uh, story that Jesus uh, tells his disciples about the boldness of a friend. Uh, So this friend comes to another friend's, a neighbor's house in the middle of the night and bangs on the door and says, I have a a visitor, but I don't have any bread. Uh, Can you give me some bread? And the man uh, inside says, you know, you have to go away. I'm in bed with my own uh, family here. We're asleep and I can't get up and give you anything. And the friend keeps boldly knocking and banging on the door. And and the, the, the neighbor gets up finally and gives him something. Well, Jesus takes that and says, uh, in verses 9 through 13, he says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open. In a sense, Jesus is describing himself as uh, as the one, the neighbor, in bed, and and we're knocking at the door. And Jesus says, "Be persistent, knock at that door." Everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and him who knocks, the door will be opened. Now, at the very end of that chapter. Uh, those verses uh, speak of prayer, verses 9 through 13. Jesus then says, Which of you uh, fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, Jesus says, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, uh, other uh, portions of the gospel say, give good gifts to those who ask him. But Luke is very specific. He says, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So the Lord's Prayer, uh, really the heart of it and the gift of it is the giving of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So those of us who are slow of heart, the Holy Spirit has promised to, to teach us to take God's holy word and to build the kingdom of God and to open our eyes to understand and to fight against unbelief or misbelief and to uh, to teach us, to point us always to Christ. For those of us who are hard of heart, there the Holy Spirit is there to convict the world of sin, to open our eyes to it, to, to soften our hearts to it, to bring us to repentance. And for those of us who have uh, this faint uh, faintness of heart, um, the world, the devil, and the old sinful flesh have come and led us into to misbelief, despair, or other great shame of vice, and, and there's this lack of hope. There the Holy Spirit comes, the counselor comes, our advocate uh, comes and gives to us all of the gifts of Jesus. I have told you these things, Jesus says, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In other words, they did it to me. Be assured that they will, they will do it to you. While you grieve and mourn, the world will, will rejoice. He says, I've told you these things so that you will have, have peace. And the Holy Spirit is the giver of the works of Jesus. And he uh, gives those gifts to us through the proclamation of the gospel. And uh, when we have that gospel, when we have that forgiveness of sins, we have, we have everything. If they hated me, and they will, Jesus is saying, if they hated me, they will also hate you, but I'm going to give you gifts. Gifts of the death 
and the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus wins. All sin is defeated. All sin is taken away. The devil cannot accuse us anymore of it because those sins have been placed on Jesus. Jesus wins. And again, when he wins, he gives to us all good gifts. Again, if uh, you pray and you ask uh, the Lord Jesus for these gifts, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And if you, as a son, ask a father, he says, and this father doesn't give you a snake or a scorpion, but he gives you all good gifts. He says, especially the gift of the Holy Spirit.